Hello and thanks for listening to the first episode of our two-part overview of what it means to be a member nominated trustee. For both episodes, we'll be focusing on our PPF Plus transaction with the North Tail Networks UK Pension Plan, which secured the benefits of over 22,000 pension scheme members. I'll be joined by Brian Izzard, who is both the trustee and a member of the scheme, and also by Don Murray, Head of Origination and Execution in Legal and General's Pension Risk Transfer Team, who led the transaction from an LNG perspective and worked closely with Brian and the other trustees over the last few years. In the first episode, we'll be speaking to Brian about his role as a member nominated trustee and what it meant for the members of the plan when Nortel went into administration back in 2009. In the next episode, we'll look in more detail at the transaction itself, including the importance of Brian's role as a member nominated trustee and how the buyout resulted in a great outcome for the plan's members. Thanks both for joining me today. Let's start off with a couple of introductions. So if you could tell us a little bit about your background and your involvement with Nortel's pension plan to date. So let's start with Dom, if that's okay. Thanks Paige. Um, Great to be here with with you and Brian today. Uh, As you say, my name's Dom Moray and I lead the team within Legal and General's buy-in and buy-out business that's responsible for for working with trustees and their advisors to better secure and protect their members' benefits. Um, Over the last five years, I've led the team at Legal and General that's worked closely with Brian, the other Nortel trustees and their advisors to secure an initial £2.4 billion PPF plus transaction in 2018, uh, which was followed by a further £105 million top-up transaction earlier this year, which secured benefits in excess of PPF levels for members of the scheme. And Brian, if you could just give us a, a quick introduction yeah. to your connection to Nortel, that would be great. Okay, yes. So uh, my name is Brian Izzard, and um, yes, I uh, I actually uh, joined Nortel in uh, in about 1988. Um, uh, I'm an engineer on paper, so I'm not a not a professional pension person by any means, um, and uh, I actually retired from Nortel. Um, in uh, 2001 um, and I've done various volunteering things one way or another um, but I was invited to um, become a member nominated trustee in 2008 um, and I can remember talking to one of the existing trustees and um, and I said how much of my time is this going to take up right and they said oh I can certainly no more than half a day a week, right? Well, that was kind of true for the first six months uh, until Nortel went into administration. So, um, um, and I've lived with it forever since, you know, ever since that time. Um, and, um, it, and it has been a little bit like starting a new career. But Brian, out of interest, what, what motivated you to become a member nominated trustee? What, what made you put your name forward to do that? I was already a member of the so-called consultative committee, um, which was a company committee um, where um, where basically the pensioners, you know, where the membership as, as a whole, as it were, actually appointed people to sit on this committee. And we met up like about four times a year. Um, and it was from this committee that member nominated trustees 
were invited, if you will, so, you know, where, where, the, where the committee said, we've got a vacancy because someone's moved on or stopped being it, you know, would you like to join? And, um, um, and I thought, what, what's the best way of looking after my future interests? I know, be become a member nominated trustee. So as I say, upon invitation, basically from the company, um, I, that, that's what motivated me. But, you know, I, I, I do like to be quite involved in things that affect me. So really, it, um, it wasn't too much of a stretch, but I sure as hell didn't know what I was putting myself up for. Imagine it's kept you busy through the through your retirement. Yep. <laughs> Don, before we speak to Brian about his role as a member nominated trustee in the context of our 2018 transaction with Nortel, would you be able to provide an overview of the transaction and touch upon some of the characteristics that make it slightly different from a standard bulk annuity? Yeah, sure, Paige. So I think if we if we try and sort of cover the period up to the transaction and, and and first just taking a step back to consider the wider context um so the pension protection fund is 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 effectively the lifeboat for for underfunded pension schemes and it is set up to provide pensions to members of pension schemes where the scheme sponsor becomes insolvent uh, and the scheme has insufficient assets to to provide those pension promises in in, in full um if those schemes have sufficient assets, then they're able to purchase benefits above PPF levels with it with an insurer. Uh, and, and my colleagues Gavin and Rachel recently recorded another podcast uh, which describes that process in, in a lot more detail and that, that's definitely worth a listen uh, if you're interested. Um, so Nortel Networks went into administration in January 2009, uh, which automatically triggered a PPF assessment process to determine if the plan had sufficient assets to collectively provide members with, with benefits better than those that would have been provided by the PPF. Um, over the following eight year period, uh, which is longer than usual, um, the, the, the trustees worked extremely hard uh, to participate in the global Nortel insolvency process, uh, representing the pension plan as, as, as one of Nortel's creditors. Um, they reached agreement at the end of that period on the assets available for the scheme in 2017, uh, having been able to secure significant recoveries from the sponsor, from the sponsor to bolster the plan's finances. Um, we, along with other insurers, had begun working with the trustees' advisors in around 2016 to give an indication of the cost of, of buying out PPF benefits with an insurer. And based on, on that input, um, the PPF determined in, in 2017 that the plan had sufficient assets uh, to provide members with, with better benefits through an insurer than would have been available under PPF rules. And that, that then really started um, the, uh, the, the formal buyout process. So, uh, Brian, as Don mentioned, Nortel Networks went into administration back in 2009, and you mentioned it as well at the beginning. Can you talk to us a bit about what this meant for the pension scheme um, from a trustee perspective? I mean, we, we were actually doing a, a kind of three-year review in the kind of second half of 2008 leading up to it. And we were getting all sorts of rumours that Nortel was in difficulties. Um, I think most of us probably thought, yeah, okay, it's a bit tricky. It's happened before. I'm sure it'll all go away. And um, it almost came as a 
complete surprise, really, I suppose, would be the best way of putting it, that all of a sudden, you know, they were, you know, they were in, uh, you know, uh, we were in administration in the UK. I mean, the whole, the whole of the global Nortel empire. And I can remember that um, our, the administrators of the pension fund suddenly produced a lever arch file with everything that might be involved going forward. Um, and um, and I can and I, I indeed myself accompanied the chairman to the first formal creditors meeting. Um, of course, just just to point out, of course, that, that of course the PPF were the formal creditor um, at that point in time and not the pension scheme. Um, so they were um, overseeing, shall we say, what what our investments were and that sort of thing, uh, because obviously they they had a duty that if we had have ended up in the PPF, then our investments kind of looked like the things that they'd like to see to go into their, you know, in, into, into that arrangement. Um, but as I say, it, it really all ramped up very quickly. Um, and, um, you know, I found myself writing letters um, to try and tell the members what was going on. Always trying to keep in mind, I know a little bit about it now, I'm writing to somebody who knows nothing about it, um, and you know, and, and and I, I was always very, very conscious of the necessity to express every express everything in a way that everybody kind of understood. No jargon, no huge technical stuff, and um, so I had quite a few fights with the lawyers about what was to be said and what was not to be said. Um, I had to roll over and agree with them on quite a few occasions, but I did my best uh, you know, fundamentally to keep it simple uh, because I, I I saw myself along with the other member nominated trustees as looking after the um, looking after the members' interests. I think I'll also say that I did realize that when I had my first meetings with the PPF, um, they were half surprised at how many of the Nortel trustees were still left in the frame because their experience was as soon as this happens, the, the company people, be they MNTs or otherwise, tend to head for the hills and, um, uh, and the professionals kind of take over. Well, that would have been, for me, a huge downside if that had happened because the amount of assistance that we were able to give to the professionals because we understood the company uh, and were part of the company or formerly part of the company uh, was extremely useful. I, I think Brian you raised a, a really interesting point there because often we lose sight here of who's most important in all of this and it, it, it is the, it's the members, it's the members of the pension scheme who have just been delivered this shocking news and you mentioned earlier that, that as a member of the scheme, you didn't have a huge amount of knowledge of, of, of pensions. So it's it's a it's a really important balance to strike that kind of advise, professional advisor versus professional uh, and professional trustee who can input based on their experience versus the member nominated trustees and those that have experience of the business and those and the experience of the people within the business who can bring that member perspective as well. And it's about striking the right balance between all of those parties. I think I'd agree with that. I actually attended a couple of mediation sessions in New York. There were a hundred plus lawyers and financial advisors present at all of those sessions, and I was the only future beneficiary. 
And this was actually brought home to me about halfway through the recovery process when I received a call from the, um, the, the law firm leading our recovery process. And, uh, and she said, Brian, not sure how he's got my name and my telephone number, but I've just had a call from one of your members who demanded to know how, what we were doing with his pension, right? You know, and she said, would you mind calling him? So I, I said, no, I, I'll call him. So I called him and, um, and I said, before we start, I said, let me tell you, I'm in exactly the same position of you. I am a beneficiary. I happen to be a bit closer to what's going on than most beneficiaries, right? Um, but I understand exactly what your concerns are. And he paused for a second and he said, you mean you ain't a suit? And, you know, I said, I do wear suits, but I know what you mean. And no, I'm not. It must really put them at ease knowing that there is another you know, member on the on the scheme supporting them. Yes, I think after that, I could have sold him the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> And and the but the main thing I suppose taking away from that is it's the trust, isn't it, that you that you instill with the trustees that are representing the wider membership and having someone that is equally in their position, I think definitely speaks volumes around that and, and puts their minds at ease. It's been easy for for all of the trustees to talk to people that they know and and I believe that's been a, a great source of comfort to the general membership. And they've been able to say, you know, Brian's looking after his pension. And if he's looking after his, then he's looking after mine. Uh, and I really think that that, uh, that is important. And I do believe that does engender um, a lot of, um, you know, a, a, a lot of kind of satisfaction and confidence from the membership. That's a great sentiment on which to end the first part of this episode. Brian Dom, thanks again uh, for joining me today. For those listening, please join me for part two, when we'll look in more detail about the PPF Plus transaction and the role that the trustees played in securing the members' benefits. Don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast, Institutional Insights, via Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and goodbye.